0: This is The Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. You could always follow me at Hoff, WFAN on TikTok. At the Hoff, WFN, or at the Fight Fan, WFAN on Twitter. Everywhere else is at the, well, everywhere else is The Fight Fan. There you go. With Pete Hoffman on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. You could also catch me this Sunday morning two A.M. to six AM on WFAN. Do a four hour show every other every other Sunday. So this is my weekend. Let's go. Talk plenty of Mets, Yankees, maybe a little bit of uh, Rangers that we they missed out on the Stanley Cup finals. If you want to talk about that still, if people are still obsessed with the the Rangers, I'm glad we'll talk about that. And also the UFC or MMA or whatever else you want to talk about. Uh I have a four hour show and I'm ready to talk to you on the fan this Sunday, this Father's Day Sunday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the fan. Now, uh, quickly, before I get into the UFC card that's going on Saturday, um, and there's also a PFL card on tonight. Yes, yeah, tonight. Duh. Um, and there was issues with the Jeremy Stevens weight. I got to be honest. I look at these weigh-ins. It's shaky. It's always There's always something weird going on. First of all, the weight cuts, and, and you know, you talk to these fighters, so a lot of people have no, a lot of the fighters have no sympathy for anybody who has a tough weight cut and and misses weight. There's a lot of fighters that are just like, hey, that's part of the job. I could do it. You could do it. Other people are like, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, you want to go in there. You want to be able to retain weight properly. You want to be able to to you know, not um, totally wear out your body, you want to do it right, but sometimes the body doesn't react the way that you want it to, and the cut, even though you might have it down to a science, doesn't work out this time. So it's it's a very – there's two sides to it every time. There's arguments all the time, and then when it comes down to it, you step on the scale, and you see Jeremy Stevens yesterday go in there and, and you know had to take off his shorts – Shaved. I don't know if he was shaved before going into the fight, uh, if that was his plan. But and I, I didn't care enough to look at this to, to see if there was an issue. If he literally did it before he stepped on, on the scale. But regardless, he was buzzed down to uh, you know just bare skin. Took his pants, took, took his shorts off because clearly he was was not going to hit that one fifty six otherwise, and he was able to get it. But it looked like he was stepping on the scale weird. Now, listen, some people are like, oh, well, if you step on the scale any which way, it's going to be the same. And other people say, well, you know, you could step on it and manipulate the scale by like a half an ounce or whatever the case is. Regardless, I've seen people, we've seen Khabib, you know, someone barely even look him over, you know, barely even the, the, the scale even settle and they give them thumbs up and move on. Where other people, they over criticize and over check and make sure that it's perfect, you know. By the the you know, and they have to go back and rec- we've seen it so many different ways. So hello, Charles Oliveira. So we've seen it all. Uh, regardless, Jeremy had a problem or was close to it, but he made weight. Good for him. PFL fights tonight should be a good card. It's on ESPN Plus. So. I'm always up, uh, you know, any new audience, ESPN Plus, it's not a bad thing. Go check, definitely check it out. And then the bare-knuckle fighting news. So they keep on – they've been doing this now, and they've been doing a really good job of it. Like, you have to at least respect what BKFC is doing. It's turning into a – I don't want to say it's the Bellator version of boxing, but BKFC has literally now signed some huge headlining stars that may not be the best fighter, but will give you some star power. You go from Paige VanZant, you know Jimmy Rivera, you know former UFC fighter, twenty in a row, a uh, bantamweight fighter. You know he's. He's fighting uh, next week, June twenty fourth. Uh, you have uh, who was it? Chad Mendez is on is in BKFC. You know we said Paige Van Zant, uh, Rachel Ostevich. um Austin was it Austin Lane, Jeremy Lane. What, what, uh, you know, let me bang, bro. Uh, he was in there. Um, Paul Molinari. Uh, you you go down a list of all these fighters they've brought in. And they make another head. They make another headline. Whether you like it or not, this gentleman, if you you know if that's the proper term to use for him, this athlete, this fighter, this you know he is he is turned into a fighter, professional fighter. That's what he does. So Greg Hardy has signed to the BKFC, and a lot of people don't like that smoke, don't like that heat, don't like the controversy because of his history prior. Now, we saw him in the MMA world. He just is not prepared for that level of fighting. He tried it out, and I'm sure he's still training MMA, but he is just not going to sustain that level of career in the UFC, maybe some other promotions, but definitely not in the UFC because the level of fighters he's going up against, they're just too good. You know, the Volkov fight was the most interesting fight in the in the world because the, he allowed him to stay in that fight for three rounds, head scratcher to me. Head scratcher that Greg Hardy was able to to last a full fight with Volkov. That being that being said, he didn't it didn't end well for him in the UFC. Now, could he go into the Bellator world? Could he go into some of these other you know, MMA worlds, PFL maybe? You know, the had the island fights that's where Chase Sherman was fighting at it for a while. Yeah, he he could hang out over there. He could hang out in some of those different promotions. Instead he chooses BKFC. It's a different style, it's a different approach. For Greg Hardy to break down the the combat side of things, the 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 fighter in him. I mean it looks like a better Promotion—the fact that he doesn't have to worry about any sort of takedown, any sort of, you know, um, any sort of entanglement—it's just all about the striking. It's not about worrying about being pressed against the corner and worrying about someone kneeing you and and trying to take take a leg and trying to take it to the ground. It's literally like, I can I punch harder than you? And Greg Hardy clearly can punch hard. He's clearly a gifted – I hate to say that. He is a – he's got heavy fists, let's put it that way. I don't want to say gifted striker. That's – like, I don't know Greg Hardy from a hole in the wall. I know what he's done, and that doesn't – that makes me, unfortunately – not unfortunately, that makes me not want to like him. That makes me very upset about the history of Greg Hardy. I don't know if he's changed his life at all. I hope he has. We've all made mistakes, but however, the the mistake he made is putting his hands on someone that didn't deserve it, even if you, you know, there's nothing she could have done to deserve putting his hands on her ever. Okay, that's the first thing. But on top of that, though, you have somebody who is that huge, who is, you know, goes up against people that are, you know, bigger than him in a football setting. In a MMA setting, you know, he is not one that really can get a pass at his past because of the situation he, he put himself in. He has to go above and beyond, and he's going to have to prove that every day for quite some time. And I don't think many people want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've heard from trainers how wonderful he is. In the in the ring, in the gym, his mindset, he's focused, he's laser focused. That is all good to be focused in the gym, but I don't know if outside of anything's changed. You just don't know. I hope it has for a lot of people's sake. I hope it has. But Greg Hardy, for now, does not get a pass from me. He just doesn't. You don't hit women. You don't hit kids. Uh, you don't hit people that are warranted and personally speaking you know i'm i'm one of these guys who i i am all about mma and all about training and all about being protective of yourself you know and defending yourself and being able to defend other people too and i love watching fights but i don't need to see a street brawl i don't need to hear about how you know there was a fight that was bad at home and people there was a brawl at home or some stuff like that because you know couldn't control your temper or you know got to an argument with the the girlfriend or the wife whatever it is and just lost it and and took it out I don't need to hear any of that stuff I, to me I'm just gonna I just going to i do not want to say I want to ignore it but that to me you don't put your hands on anybody who is not level competition in legal competition so that's all I'm gonna say about that and the rest of it you 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 know, I think most people are are humane enough to recognize uh, the, the, you know, the 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 logistics of when a, it's okay to put your hands on somebody when it's not. I think we I, that's the problem. I think we all understand it. So to sit there and talk about Greg Hardy, I never really get into it. Never really dive into the fact that I, you know my my views on him. I try to just talk about him as a as a fighter because I feel like that's part of what I'm supposed to do. Is you're supposed to just break down fights. Listen. If you went to the back history of all of these fighters, especially boxing world, I mean, look at Mike Tyson. They've there's so many mistakes being made, and it's all athletes too. It's not just it's just not just combat sports people. You know, we the NFL again. Greg Hardy came from the NFL. That's where the incident occurred when he was under the NFL, uh, you know, reign. I mean, look at the the Sean Watson issue too. I mean, there's so many different things. Like so, so I can't sit there and if I want to dive in to one athlete and talk about one isolated situation, it opens the door to every single athlete that we discuss and how, are their lives perfect? Is my life perfect? No, it's not. Have we done something wrong in our life? Probably sure. Is we done something that that's, could have been maybe illegal or gotten, gotten in serious trouble? Yeah, probably. I think we've all made stupid mistakes. I think we've all done something stupid where we're like, oh, I got, a, I got away with one, you know, I'm not saying that, that we've all put, but the thing is I'm not saying we'll put our hands on somebody like that, uh, that, and then to that scenario, you are a huge human being who is in the NFL. You should never touch a woman or a child like that. But anyway, okay, I'm moving on that being said, okay, so they signed him and good for them. Let's start for, Star power, and he's gonna draw. He's gonna draw interest, that's for sure. And it's almost like the Howard Stern scenario, where people used to listen to Howard Stern because they want to see what he's gonna say next, even if they didn't like him. Uh, this is Greg Hardy. They want to see if he gets knocked out or if he gets knocked out. You know, if he if he knocks someone out or if he gets if he gets knocked out. That that's really what they want to see. Why? Because it's Greg Hardy, and they want to see him either on his back or. I, I guess people want to see him succeed too. I, I don't know. But people will watch him. That's why Dana White took a risk on him. It's reality. You know, it might not be the best one, but that's the truth. All right, uh, let's get to this UFC card. So it is UFC. And by the way, I didn't. Re- I didn't. Re- I think I'm gonna start doing um, reviews again post post fight because I feel like I I do these these shows on Friday. I do a little bit of like a review, but by then it's you know. It's, we're talking almost five days have gone by. It's I want to do the post fight, I think. I think I gotta start doing that again. Just just to be able to clear my mind of how good these fights are. Because last week was crazy. You had the 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 Yuri fight uh P- prokashka who is just amazing. I, I knew that he was gonna give Glover some issues, but Glover performed pretty well, too. and It was it was back and forth. It was a phenomenal fight. And Yuri, at the end, just was able to find a way to submit Glover Teixeira, which was crazy. Um, but it was a very exciting fight and job well done by both fighters. You know, you got to tip your cap to both. Yuri ended up winning that fight. There's got to be a winner or a loser, unless it's a draw, but you, a, you usually got to be a winner or loser. And that was fun. That was a great fight. And that was just uh, one of the best fights Fights are one of the best unexpected fights. Sometimes there's like overhype to a fight. There was no hype to that fight. There was very minimal hype. You know, they're in Singapore. Even though it was, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you know, my time, Eastern Coast time, There's there, it felt like it was like a, you know, could have been a, you know, just a, a fight night type of thing. Feel the way the buildup wasn't as, as big. But that was one of the most underrated performances of a, of a light heavyweight fight of all time for a pay-per-view. And it didn't get much love. and But that just shows how great of a fight it was. It was incredible. Not expecting that at all. And um, and if you haven't watched it, I definitely highly recommend you guys checking out Yuri versus uh, Glover. Now, there was also the Wally Zhang-Yuana fight, which ended in a sick knockout. Um, and then Yoanna ended up retiring, which was... Unexpected to, I think, most people. And then you had, um, the Valentina Shevchenko fight, which first time she actually has been tested, there was that headbutt that basically closed Santos's eyes and, and I think really helped Valentina. But I, I, I do think that Valentina would have found a way to win that fight regardless, but that definitely helped her secure the victory. Um... And it was it was a, that was a first real challenge for Valentina, and I think she's going to reevaluate. Listen, there was times with GSP and and Anderson Silva on their heyday; they were tested once in a while, and they had to reevaluate and still dominated the next fight. So don't don't make it sound like the next fight's gonna be a terrible for Valentina Shevchenko, but just just definitely was an interesting one for sure. All right, listen, we have this card is pretty good. This fight night is pretty solid. You open up. Uh, what time is that, it too? It's 4 o'clock tomorrow, so just set your clocks. 4 o'clock, 7, 7 p.m., main event. Uh, Kyle Dalkis leads off on the middleweights versus Roman Del Z. Uh Kyle Dalkis, you remember his brother uh, in the heavyweight division, too. Chris. Both good fighters, you know, um, a lot of potential. Still got a ways to climb. We know, you know, Chris last time got knocked out. Was it Chris? It's gotta be Chris, right? I say Chris like I'm confident that, but you never know. Yeah, no, that was Chris. Um, but Chris was very aware that you know he had the the fact that he's back on another headlining fight. He knows the power he has, but needed to be able to you know represent so he can get another opportunity because they don't come that often. Well, Kyle's on the other end. He's leading off a fight, uh, fight night. and uh, But still, good fighter, middleweight fighter, 11-2. We'll see how he does. He got the next fight. Phil Hawes was Deron Win. Great fight. Deron Win. you know, he's 33 years old. He's so small, but he's got that power. And Hawes, on the other hand, has been overhyped for some time and continues to, like, lose some of these crazy fights. He. Did beat Kyle Dawkins, but but lost to Chris Curtis, if you recall, back at MSG last year, which was sick. Um, and Phil Hawes, if you recall, was it one of the—I forget which—was it a—was he part of Tough? Or was he looking for a, a fight, the a contender series, something like that, and he couldn't make the cut? But either way, Phil Hall is very overhyped. Been overhyped for a while, so we'll see how that goes. Did Deron win? He's been up and down, but we'll see how that one goes. Again, small guy, packs a punch. We'll see if he can. His biggest thing is conditioning, too. So we'll see. Uh, Bantamweight. Eddie Wineland versus Cody Stammer. This is a very underrated card. You know, this is the first three fights. It's very solid first three fights. Uh, Maria Oliveira versus Gloria DePaulo. Okay. Ricardo Ramos. Ramos versus Danny Chavez. That's okay. That's not a decent featherweight fight. Court McGee versus Jeremiah Wells. Interesting. Court McGee is one of the vets. Uh, Jasmine... Jazz DeVicious, I always screw that name up, Jazza DeVicious, I'm not even going to try, Natalia Silva, and then you got Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly, that is a fantastic fight, that's the, the main prelim fight, bantamweight fight, Adrian Yanez has been fantastic, Tony Kelly, has been really good recently too, he's been the, the older of the two, 5'8", 70 inches, while Yanez 5'6", 70 inches, did, did Yanez lose his last fight? Who did he lose to? He beat David Grant, beat Costa, beat Gustavo Lopez. I feel like he lost to somebody, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, And Kelly was the one last time he was in Andrew Lee's corner, and uh, they said some things that weren't very appropriate. He did beat Randy Costa last time out, uh, December 1st. uh, It was a sick KO. It was a great two rounds, that's for sure. Uh, So that will be good. That's a good fight. They don't like each other, so that's going to even add more to it. Uh, you have in the main card, which is a huge main card, you have Julian Julian Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez. Good fight. Marquez hasn't fought in a while, but should be interesting to see him back in the cage. He was nine and two versus Gregory Rodriguez, who is, he always feels like he's older, but he's not as old, but has a bigger reach than Julian. So that'd be fun. Uh, Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Derive. Joaquin Buckley is a f- fun fighter to watch. 28, tries to be a knockout specialist, so we'll see how that goes. Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. This is going to be a great fight. Tim Means, Dirty Bird. He is up there in age, but again, just one of the vets. Then you got Kevin Holland, who just is, he's a talker, he's a trash talker. Can he get another the skin of Tim Means? That'll be the thing. Uh, and he's looking for a knockout. Always, he's looking for the highlight reel. You got Don Cerone versus Joe Lozon as the co-main event. I feel like this is like close to like a retirement fight. Like I don't know. If, I, I think they'll give Cerone a pay-per-view to, to to like retire if they know it's coming. But Lozon, this might be the, the tail end of his career. You know, 38, 39 years old, respectively. Um, they've been doing it for, for quite some time. Lozon's an OG for, for the UFC. And then you got Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. And this is just a nasty fight. Like, Emmett scares me. You know, remember, he beat Shane Burgos with a bad ACL. Um, he's, he's had some scary knockouts over the years. But Calvin Cater is one of the best boxers in the featherweight division. And that's where it's going to come down to. Cater is going to look to outstrike, to just keep his distance, but, but point. point fight this out, but while doing so, he can create a lot of damage. That that that's for sure. Um meanwhile, Emmett, who hasn't finished a fight, now remember he also came off of injury, but hasn't finished a fight since twenty nineteen. <laughs> but he K-'d k Massar Bechtick, KO'd Michael Johnson, uh did lose to Jeremy Stevens, but I feel like there was a, an issue with that. There was like a legal strike that someone said and that's why that looks so nasty. He KO'd Ricardo Lamos. Uh, and, uh, that's the last knockout he's had. Yeah, so he had a, he had a nice streak of KOs. He's got nasty p- strikes going against again Calvin Cater, who is a nasty stand-up fighter. This that's going to be a stand-up fight. And again, Emmett actually has a disadvantage in this because he's shorter. He's got a shorter reach and a shorter height. He's got a, this is a, this is got a Cater special written all over it because he should be able to control the fight, should be able to control the distance and and for Emmett to be successful, he's going to really have to find a way to engage and and get past the jabs and strikes of of Cater. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull that off but it's one punch with Emmett. That's really what it comes down to. Um, If he can land a strike flush, anybody can go down. Um, So that's the card. That's the fight. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. I'm on Sunday morning, like I said, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on WFAN. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Do the Rico Brogna Podcast with Evan Roberts uh, twice a week after every series ends. And then I'm always on Tiki and Tierney Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. as I produce their show. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on all my social media, which I plugged in the beginning. And I will see you guys next week.